You're listening to The Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of The Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I am eager to chat with Marina Rupert. I think I get that right. Uh, She's the manager of loyalty for Choice Hotels. Welcome to the show, Marina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, I mean, uh, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is everybody is locked up in their homes over the last seven, eight weeks, whatever it's been. And um, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the the episode, I wanted to first have you give a high-level overview of your life prior to COVID and then how you've been dealing with it now just so that people who can get a, a grasp. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, you know, working in the travel and hospitality space, it has changed quite a bit, I can say. Um, you know, I used to every day, you know, go to work, have about an hour plus commute, you know, dropping the kids off to work, you know, um, going to the local gym and then, and then you know, meetings all day at the, at the Choice Hotels International, you know, corporate office. So now that's obviously not the case at all. Um, we, you know, Choice was very proactive in some of the, you know, um, responses to COVID. So we pretty much um, as soon as it, it got serious, we started working from home. Um, and now my day continues to be filled with meetings, but the meetings are, are different and they're obviously um, via Zoom. Um, and then I have some new coworkers instead of the ones that I shared a cubicle with. Um, you know, my two toddlers and puppy have now been the coworkers I, I deal with on a regular basis. A little different. Yeah, only if you can get them to actually kind of do the work that you need them to do, that'd be great, right? <laughs> right, they don't listen, they don't. No, it's typical. But then again, some of your coworkers don't either, but that's beside the point. We're not going to get into that. Um, so, you know, generally speaking, um, the show has a format that we like to speak in stories. Um, people sort of resonate with that. So the first question that I generally ask is, what does customer loyalty mean to you? And if you can answer in the form of a story that would resonate, either positive or negative, I think it would give, be a, a, give people a good uh, concept of how you think about loyalty. Sure, sure, absolutely. So to me, loyalty is, is really being able to connect, being able to relate and to share passions. Um, I think that's, that's one thing that, you know, I always try and keep in mind is the authenticity, the, the being able to connect and relate to brands, to people is really what makes you loyal. Um, so, you know, one of the, the brands that I really find myself loyal to is Southwest. Um, and I think it, it, it makes a point to note that I don't have a specific story with Southwest because they're just consistently great. Um, I can say that, you know, over and over again, I've been um, amazed at the way they've handled things at their, at their customer service, um, both, you know, offline at home, whether I'm calling in to do something or, or, you know, chatting them up or just my experience while traveling. Um, And as I said, I don't have a story. I actually do now. So um, I guess I'm going back on that, but I think one of the, the one times that I can think of is, um, you know, I was flying back from a work trip and um, and this is a simple story, but it kind of just, you know, makes, makes a good point. But um, I was traveling back and I had one of those drink tickets. They love to send out those drink tickets and I always get them, but I had such a hard time using them. You know, they'd always say, Oh, this one's on the house or, you know, uh, you know, don't worry about this one. Or so it was like, they almost didn't want you to use them. So it's really funny and, and kind of goes along to what we're talking about. Great experiences. Um, but the flight attendant came down the aisle and asked me what I wanted to drink. And, and in 
um, their little pamphlet, you know, there's a rum Rita and I'm more of a, a rum lady than a tequila lady. So um, I asked for the, the rum Rita and um, the guy looked at me and said, is that what you really want? You, you really probably should rethink that. And it's small. It's, it's fine. He could have just sold me that, you know, I could have either used the drink ticket or, or, or purchased that, but he, he was trying to give me the better experience and the better experience at that time was not a rum Rita. So, you know, I, I applaud that. Um, but one of the, the things that also goes, you know, and helps me remain loyal to Southwest is the competition and how I'm unloyal to them, I think. And um, I think that makes a bigger impact is, is not just a, a story or a time of a great experience is the opposite. And, and sometimes that stays longer with you. Um, you know, I've, I've traveled with some other competitors and every single time it's, 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 it's not the same as Southwest. And, and one time we were you know trying to board a flight and we, we missed our connection. And um, the, the woman at the front desk was more than, more than rude, very unhelpful um, and actually booked us on a different flight than we had asked. And it was too late to refund our money and we had to run to a different gate to catch it. So terrible, like outrageous experience. And, and one thing where, you know, it's a, it's a time that impacted us for the worst, right? And it, it made me realize just how much Southwest I can count on for that consistent, um, great experience. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think my experience with Southwest in particular is they seem happy and engaging when you connect with them as opposed to distant and unbothering you when I call a competitor. You know, and I, I totally yeah. agree because, and I think the reason that they probably let you keep those coupons is because they send those out to certain people and that I just have, I just looked in my drawer and I have three of them in there for my next trip because we were supposed to go to North Carolina last week to see the kids, but we couldn't make it because of the COVID. So they're sitting in the drawer, but it reminds me every time I open my drawer that they're there. So maybe that's the reason that they left them with you, you know, but anyway, uh, yeah, good Great stuff. Strategy, I mean, yeah. So any other brands outside of travel that you think about, you know, again, both positive or negative? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I'm sure this has been something I know that, that comes up on a, a lot of um, when you're talking about loyalty with brands is becoming that kind of um, cheerleader, you know, that ambassador for the brand. Um, I think everyone that knows me knows that I'm, I'm quite the ambassador for Aldi's and, you know, also, you know, their other company, uh, Trader Joe's. They're, it's, it's a simple model. And I think, again, goes back to Southwest. It's simple. It's authentic. It's, it's um, you know, they're not boastful. They, they know who they are. They know who their audience is. And they'll do what they can to really fill the need of, of their customer base. Um, and so that's why, you know, I think all these is great in that sense, too. You need a quarter. You got to bring your own bags. But it's, it's pretty simple from there out. You know, it's, it's, it's great food. It's, it's um, very cost effective. And um, you can always get that good experience. Good. Good stuff. So, Let's, let's move over to uh, Choice Hotels and the company that you're in right now. How does Choice Hotels think about loyalty when it comes to the um, privileges plan with regard to obviously stay at a certain you know, hotel? I don't know if there's tiers. I haven't really dug into it, but give us a little bit of background in that, how it works in the loyalty program. Yes. Yep. So um, we have tiers just like all of the, the other um, kind of hotel companies, the gold, silver and diamond elite statuses. You have to stay a certain amount of nights um, and then you'll they'll hit that status. Um, you know, loyalty is very, very important for us. We're very, very proud of the loyalty base that we have. It's um, it's growing um, the, the loyalty base for us to other hardworking people who need choice hotels, rely on us to, to you know, be that hotel off the side of the road. 
um, and for their stays. And now I think we're, um, you know, the situation is much, much different, but we're seeing that too, you know, we're that, that the hotel company that you can definitely rely on, not to say that others aren't, but um, I think it's what we enjoy about our, you know, customer base and, um, you know, our customer service team is exceptional. And, and that's another point going back to the, you know, authenticity, um, being able to connect, being able to get a hold of, of somebody. And that's um, something that I think Choice does a really great job in. Um, you know, I've had people reach out to me personally, and, and it's, I'm not customer service, but, um, you know, people, it's amazing how people can find you on LinkedIn. I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. Um, and people will reach out to me about their stay, you know, and, and good or bad experience. And, um, you know, that's, we're, you know, willing to, to kind of handle that and then, and then pass it on and, and figure that out. But I think that's kind of makes a point in, in how, you know, much we take those customer interactions seriously. And, and in your position, how deep do you look at the uh, statistics of the usage of the program, the number of people that are actually engaged with the program on a regular basis? You know, because I'm a member of the Choice Privileges, but obviously I'm not traveling at all now, but I think we were scheduled to stay at a Comfort Suites when we went up to North Carolina. Um, but, uh, you know, and I know from my own personal experience, but I'd like to hear it from the other side. Like, what does it look like because, you know, statistically, 57% of people that are engaged in a loyalty program stop using a loyalty program saying it takes too long to earn a reward. This is from the COLA Q 2017 uh, loyalty census. And, you know, I have a keychain full of little, you know, um, cards from 19 or 20 different loyalty programs, but I don't use that many of them. So I was just wondering if you could shed some light you know, without revealing any proprietary information, but just from a general perspective of how it works on your side. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a team that, you know, really tracks all of that. And, and as you mentioned, now it's, it's a very different situation. Um, you know, we, we've shifted. My, my team specifically manages a lot of the outbound communications. So email is, is one of the, the bigger pieces um, that, that my team operates with. And it's a, it's a very um, CRM-focused, tool and platform, right? You know, we are the ones communicating when they've hit an elite status or we're the ones behind the transactional series where your reservation is made and, and that information. So um, the other thing that we, we do from our channel perspective is communicating about those rewards and making it, um, you know, we try and make the consumer more and more aware of, of how easy it is. Because one of the, the great things about the Choice Privileges Program is that you can't just um, it's not just earning um, points to, to redeem for free nights, but it's also gift cards. And it's also, um, you know, the simplicity of our Your Extras program, where if you are, you know, doing a stay, you know, a midweek stay, and you check in at the Comfort and Suites, you can get like a free coffee or Uber credit or, or anything along those lines, gas. And so not only can you earn free stays, you can earn so much more with our program. So, and it's, it's part of our, you know, taglines, but it's, it really is the fastest way to earn rewards. Hmm. And are there any other ways to earn rewards other than staying at the hotel? You know, specifically, if you think about um, a lot of places have, and especially airlines, uh, in fact, Southwest does, they have their own mall. So Southwest Rapid Rewards Marketplace, you go in, you shop at Walmart, Kmart, Home Depot, and you earn rewards that you could then get miles. Does privileges have something Absolutely. Like that? So we do. We have many, many options. So we do have an online mall where you can um, earn points by, you know, shopping with some of our partners. We also just launched a golf by choice program. Um, so you can actually earn um, points just by, you know, tea times and, um, you know, booking 
Um, so booking tea times and, and actually purchasing um, some golf apparel and, and golf supplies as well. So many different ways. Cool. Not to change the subject, but I had a guest on last week or the week before from a company called Bumped. And after we got off the call, I signed up for Bumped. And what they do, they have a rewards program where instead of just getting points, you actually earn shares in the company that you're doing business with. So I registered my credit card on the app and I, it automatically paid my T-Mobile bill like it normally does. And then I got a little notification saying now I own 91 cents worth of T-Mobile stock. And I was like, that is the coolest thing. So I have all oh, the different yeah. companies. I have Southwest in there. And you, you get to choose in each category which ones you want as your, uh, um, you know, your loyalty of each choice in each market, which I thought was really cool. Anyway, um, so let me ask you this then. On, that's all the good. What about the pain points? What are, what are some of the pain points that you see from a, a loyalty manager's perspective with either communicating with your um, end users, your members, or even from an internal perspective, again, without releasing any proprietary information, but just how you think about Southwest, what, what could you do internally, do you think, to improve what's happening with the interactions between you and your members and you and your staff? Sure. And we'll leave that 800-pound gorilla outside of this, right? We'll just talk pre, pre-gorilla, um, just for the purposes of, of answering that question. Um, you know, personalization is, is a very important thing for, I think, any loyalty, you know, um, group. And, and it is for us as well. Um, it's, it's something that we're making huge strides to do. But with that, there's a balance of privacy um, and, you know, really knowing your customer well. And, and we know that the customer wants us to know. They want, you know, instead of spirit animals, they, they're looking for spirit brands. You know, something, mm-hmm. someone you can really connect with, someone that you can say, wow, they get me, you know. Um, so while we know our consumers want to be, you know, get, get them, but we also want to make sure that we're not overstepping, um, you know, the, the bounds of, of privacy. I think that's the toughest balance, especially for my team, is, is figuring that out, but also making sure we have the tools to feed that data into a personalization journey. Um, and it's, it's building out those customer profiles, and that's something that we're working towards. I think any large company, um, you know, has um, not barriers, but just, small, you know, um, bumps to get over to, to really achieve in, in the, the massive amounts of personalization and, and bringing in data to one source, working from one place holistically, um, breaking down some of the internal silos and making sure that the consumer journey, the consumer perspective is holistic and everyone is looking at the consumer um, from one perspective and the consumer is looking at us from one perspective as well. Yeah, that makes total sense because I think Sometimes when the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing from a consumer's perspective, you're like, I just spoke to somebody about this. How could you not make notes in my account? So when I call back, you already know that I had to do this or do that. So I, you know, I agree. Um, and, you know, in my past life in the casino business, that was hugely important um, in terms of personalization and making sure, you know, when we're speaking to someone at mass, we're sort of focusing, okay, this is a blackjack player. This is a slots player. This is a predominantly roulette player. This person seems to just be coming to the nightclubs, whatever. And then we, we often, we, we make sure messaging is specific to that individual or at least in that group, you know, that makes sense. So in an ideal right. world, what, what does your, um, you know, your, your engagement strategy look like? I know you mentioned email, but, what about other touch points? Because email is, you know, it's funny. 
I, I would say for your, yourself, myself, and other business professionals, you know, email is paramount because you have a record of it and it's, you know, it's, uh, it's easy to work with. But for the average consumer, I sometimes think that SMS might be better just because it's faster and everybody's got their phone with them all the time. And a lot of people, believe it or not, don't even have email on their phone, which is bizarre to me. But It is. It is. And, and that's something that I think surprises us more and more as we understand it. I think it goes back to the, the kind of concept of who your audience is, right? Um, you know, we have a, um, an audience that's kind of the, the, the boots, not suits, we call them. Um, the, the very um, working focused um, audience. And so while some, you know, maybe some of our competitors could relate more to the millennials who would much rather an SMS text or an, I don't know, an Instagram DM for all I know to, to contact them, you know, our audience is, is different from that. Typically um, email is, is still a huge part of our business. Um, and I think we're, we're lucky in that because it's such a, a good um, owned channel that we can, we can work really agile with and, and be personalized with not, you know, being too over, over personalized. Um, but, but we are trying to, to figure out that balance with SMS text and, and, and other ways to, to really get to the consumer. And right now, I mean, talking about the gorilla, I think it's an interesting time, um, at least for myself and, and the email um, emails that I normally get, it's been pretty quiet. You know, I think, I think there's, it's a really hard to figure out what is the right way to, to talk to the, to the consumer right now? What, is, what do they want? Um, and so one of the things that I think, you know, we are doing a good job with and other companies are doing a good job with is feedback. Um, going back to the authenticity, you know, reaching out to them saying, hey, you know, what, how can we help you? How, you know, what are you interested in? When will you start traveling again? Um, you know, what are your thoughts? What are your, um, what's your sentiment right now? And just connecting with them. And so I think future state and what would be ideal is to take all that knowledge and just keep building that consumer profile. So, you know, if we want if we knew that that person did want an SMS text or if they know much would rather, you know, get our, you know, wonderful email emails, um, then we would know that on, on a person by person basis. Um, and at the same time, I think it's important too not to, um, you know, make elites. These people who are already are loyal and are most loyal feel, um, you know, impacted if, if we start having a heavy acquisition campaign. I think that's a balance that sometimes is really hard for brands to, um, to work with as well. You know, you're, you're throwing out, you can throw out really good incentives to, you know, people who might just join and then get you, um, but you don't want to make those elites feel um, less with that as well. Yeah, I concur because we had the same issue. You know, we, we would have a, uh, a new player bonus and older players would be thinking, you know, I've been loyal to your brand for forever. How could you be giving new customers more than you're giving me? So it is a delicate balance and you do have to uh, make sure that you don't tread on, uh, on those players or customers, in, the, in your case, guests who are uh, loyal and continually stay with you. You need to, you know, make something uh, special for them. So again, I know we, we talked about COVID-19 and eventually we will come out of this, but there's been talk about the new normal. And, uh, you know, I use those air quotes for those that are listening and not watching. And I think, you know, I, I have my own personal frustrations. I drive and I see people riding bicycles on the side of the road down in West Palm Beach. And there's no one within a mile and they're wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, it almost seems like futuristic in the sense that, it, I, I don't know, I just can't wrap my head around it. Um, 
you know, and again, I don't want to get into a political debate. That's not really the issue. But just from a practicality standpoint of saying the new normal, you know, for me, I'm going to go to a hotel. I'm going to stay in a hotel just the way I, I always normally have. Um, but when you mentioned that you were asking for some feedbacks for some folks, I'm curious to find out if people feel that same way. Are you getting more, well, we're just waiting for this thing to blow over? What, do you, what, are, you, what are you hearing back from your constituents? I think one thing that I can I can share that we are hearing back and, and it's kind of how I feel too is, is the unknown, is the uncertainty. And I think that's one of the scariest pieces for myself and, and for anyone really is um, we don't know. And I and as we monitor um, you know, the situation, um, you know, as we go along, what is it's week eight, I think, um, you know, it's it started to be like, Oh, well this will probably blow over in a little bit. I mean, I remember when I think it was in early March when we were meeting with people and we'd say, Oh, no handshakes, please. There's a germ going around and look at us now. So yeah. it escalated quickly. Um, but it, it really, no one really knows. Um, and I think it's something that just has to be, con you know, continuously monitored. Um, you know, the hotels, they're cleaned very regularly, have very high standards. Um, and then I think there are people who, you know, are more than willing to, um, not wear a mask at Costco. And then there are people to your point who are, you know, want to probably take a shower with a mask um, just for the extra safety. And it's that peace of mind that's really important to everyone. Um, so that's kind of part of, of our job too, is, you know, from the loyalty perspective, also the marketing perspective is making sure that that peace of mind is something that's complete for the consumer and that they can, whatever makes that peace of mind or gives them that peace of mind, they, you know, they can get from us. Um, or if they're not ready to, then that's another, another time. Yeah. I mean, I use the phrase a lot, perception is reality. So if people feel more comfortable wearing the mask and it makes them have that comfort to then be able to go out, you know, so be it. I'm, I'm not going to argue. Um, it's just not the way I particularly feel myself, but you know, again, I, I'm in, I'm in a different place mentally, I guess, than, than what some of those people are. You know, I have someone who's a lot older than I am who might be thinking, you know, hearing the stories on the media is just, it's, it's tough to overcome. Anyway, um, I, I don't want to, you know, get, get on tangents here, but, um, normally we do wrap it up around this time. And I just wanted to, um, ask you to say, if the listeners wanted to get a hold of you, you know, without, uh, you know, your personal information, but what would be the best way to, to go about doing that if they needed more information from you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, LinkedIn, great place to, to connect. Um, definitely been leaning on that more so now. It's 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 great source resource for anyone. Um, so Marina Coley Rupert um, at LinkedIn. I'd be happy to to connect with others. Okay, terrific. Well, I wanted to thank you for your time, um, and I also wanted to thank our loyal listeners for investing some of their valuable time with us. If you feel received value from the show, we would definitely appreciate a five star review on your favorite podcast streaming service. If you think you know someone else who might value listening to the podcast, please do share. That's how we grow. And to reference this and other Loyalty Minute episodes, please visit theloyaltyminute.com. Enjoy. If there's anything else you wanted to add before we sign off, otherwise, we'll wrap it up. Sounds good. Well, everyone stay safe out there. Yeah, be good. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.